0: on our time together corporately for worship, which is very, very important. Everybody say, church is important. It is important. It unites our heart in worship and prayer and vision, and it gives us a place of belonging. But so much of the Western world idea of church has been shrunk down to just surviving the Sunday morning meeting, or at least just surviving at all. And some time ago, uh, when God began to pour out those prophetic words to us, uh, not only from different uh, prophetic anointings and giftings that we knew and had great relationship with, but from the very beginning, that God had a plan, and that uh, Firm Foundation Ministries was going to not only be a watering hole, that people could come from all over the world and nations to drink and refresh themselves in the Lord, but it would be a sending out of that same refreshing. And uh, there were times when before we built this main building and this whole facility, whether there were, you know, should we sell the land that we owned? And a prophet came from the UK and, and we brought him out and just said, will you pray with us? And, and at the end of our week of praying with that guy, he just literally gave us a word and said, you know, it's God's property, don't sell it and, uh, you know, uh, he, he gave all kinds of things that he felt like he saw the Lord sharing. And all of them have come to fruition so far. Amen. Uh, a man by the name of uh, uh, Brent. Brent Franklin. And uh, he's gone on to be with the Lord now, I believe. But um, it's an incredible ministry that he had to us. And then Greg Miller, who some of you may know, and some of these respected prophetic words... So as an eldership team, we decided if we're not going to just be concentrating on just surviving as a church, maybe we have enough money, maybe we have enough people, maybe we can just keep the doors open and just maintaining. Instead, we want to honor this word and not only grow, but we want to win, disciple, and release. Hello, someone. And, and that's got to be from the bottom up. That's got to be from the beginning up. And we begin to pray and pray and pray What does that mean? And when we first moved into this particular building, after it just got open, another prophetic word came and said that firm foundation ministries would only grow to the extent that we cared for young people. God put a new emphasis on the next generation. And so we we got around those words and we began to say, how do we connect ourselves to relationships that open the door to us, to going to the nations, to more discipleship, to equipping and sending and those things. And God has just honored all those things. Um, and so this particular year is unique in the sense that we've sent out an adult group um, to uh, to do a short-term mission. We're going to hear from them in a second. We we've, we've just got back with our uh, youth group uh, on a short-term mission. And I love Tim and Lynette's heart in this that... Um, you know, sometime in uh, the, the ninth through 12th grade, all of our, our youth group uh, kids are going to have the ability to go at least on one, on one uh, short-term mission trip. And typically to Central America because we have a relationship there and uh, with the, the ease that it is to get in and out in those particular areas and the particular safety of that too. So... <clears throat> We, Sydney just left yesterday, so now we have our second full time missionary on the mission field. Come on, give God praise for that. So the Lawrence's are in Guatemala. Sydney is, just left yesterday to, to go full time in Guatemala. Also, many of you are investing in them, and I encourage you to continue to, to, to do that uh, above your ties and those things to invest in the vision, because when you do that, you're investing in the vision of firm. Um, five, over five years ago, now we planted out a church in Kalamazoo, and we want to plant out more churches. And so, all of what you're experiencing is a part of what we think is important. And listen, I'd rather preach than eat, and you guys know that. Amen. It's just fun for me. Um, but we preach a hundred sermons to you a year, and today I just want you to hear the heart—the heart of the people that that lead uh, especially in these particular areas and so um, i want to play the video from the adult um, trip that happened a a few weeks back and i want you to watch that and then uh, when we get done i'm going to invite lowell and a couple of others up to come and share so watch this video if you will
1: My name's Tom. Uh, I'm here from Centerville, Michigan with a group of my friends uh, helping out SI with some projects that we're doing. Um, Man, what a crazy experience. I've seen God move so much since I've been here, uh, helping me out in my walk. Um, We've been building a deck for a um, children's youth center. Um, It's gonna be for three and four year olds. So my prayer as I'm building this deck is every screw I put in is just a, a blessing for these kids that are gonna be walking on this deck. My prayer is that they, they go through and every step they take leads them closer to Christ.
0: This is the base that's in Santiago. Um, give them a hand for that. Lowell, won't you come up here quick? Now, what you might not know is that Lowell uh, was a part of Students International for over 17 years or more, right? Like, And the base that the youth group was just on um, was... Uh, ...was the heartbeat of Lowell & Cheryl, and uh, they built that thing. It's the Cadillac of Students International in uh, the Dominican Republic, to be honest with you. And uh, it's easy to take the kids there and facilitate what we want to do with them... ...and get involved in all the ministry sites and those things. And so we've been doing that for a few years. Um, What was was really unique is that uh, Students International had a... ...they had uh, just a push from the Lord to advance out and start another base... So we did that in Nicaragua, and uh, Lowell invited uh, me and Tim and Phil Stuckey and a couple of other guys to go on an exploration trip and just kind of spy out the land, which I thought was an incredible honor that Students International would invite from Foundation Ministries to go with them and process whether God would do that, and uh, God did do that, and it's an incredible ministry in Nicaragua, and the kids have been there a time or two. and then when it was time to, to branch out again, God spoke to Students International and said, hey, you know, in the Dominican, we, were, we it's time to start another base down in the capital, Santiago. Uh, so we're up in Jadabacoa, up there in the main base there. And so again, Lowell, he calls and he says, hey, we want to go spy out the land. where you guys go with us? And I, I can remember going on that trip and finding this particular piece of property at that time and uh, just standing there and dreaming the dream of God. At church, I want you to understand, for that ministry to invite firm foundation ministries to go with them and seek the Lord and ask for wisdom, was a huge honor. And uh, what God has done between then and now is incredible. Uh, as that, that base was purchased uh, at an incredible deal, uh, and now it's starting to grow, and the same vision up in Hatabacoa is, is happening in Santiago with some cabins and ministry sites and those type of things. So uh, it was time to take an adult trip down, which we'd done last year. Was it last year or the year before? And done some work on the base when it, when it first got purchased and those things. We went back down this time, so just talk to us a little bit.
2: Well, I'd just like to encourage you with two things. If God can use me, He can use any of you here. And I'm uh, humbled to be a part of what happened in Jadabacoa, in Nicaragua, and and in Santiago. And, you know, at the time when you're doing that, you have no idea that you're later going to be a part of a church that's going to be sending people to those exact places. You know, they're going to be impacted. So I want to encourage you that wherever God has you today in a spot that you might think is insignificant and it won't have an impact uh, in a way that you will see in the future, I would encourage you to press in and to continue on. Because when we were doing the work and when we had difficult times, I had no idea. Cheryl and I had no idea that we'd later be a part of this church and and to see what's happening here and to be able to take teams there and be a part of that from another side is an an encouraging thing. And second of all, I would say is that um, I'm greatly honored to be a part of of Firm Foundations because I believe in God encounters. Mm -hmm. And I don't think... Um, that a, uh, a majority of God encounters happen just inside the church. I think they happen when we step out and take risks in our, in our places that we normally wouldn't be. Because it's, we're in a place where we can't do it on ourselves. I always told people that come on missions, the neat thing about missions is it gets you out of your fortress. See, we live in fortresses. And inside of our fortress, with our big walls around it, we're pretty arrogant. Because we know how to move, we know how to get what we want, we know how to manipulate things, we can get money, we can get... But when we get outside of that, there's another dependency. We can't depend on ourselves. We have Mm -hmm. to depend. We get out of our culture. We don't speak the language. We don't the things that we don't do, we have to, we have to, count, we have to um, wait for God, and we have to have those God encounters. I love it when the youth are up here leading worship, because I know that those are leading worship. I mean, I excuse my phrases, but they were peeing their pants, you know, <laughs> to be able to get up here, and it's not, they know that they, it, it's, a, it's a stretch for them to be able to do it, and that's when God, that's when we encounter God, mm-hmm. is when it's outside of ourselves. So I encourage you to go on missions, and so I was honored this year again to go back. It's, it's, it's a different place to lead a team from a place that you were the director, and mm-hmm. you were overseer and all of that, but we had a great team. Um, I, I, the word for our trip was flexibility, be flexible, and from day one, we were flexible with transportation and a few things, and God was there. And it was God, God was there with us and worked. And I, uh, I, we had an incredible team. We did a lot of preparation. That's another thing. You know, we did a lot of preparation. It was just a team down there in Santiago last week that put the fence up for where we cleaned out all the brush, or you guys cleaned out the brush. I didn't, but uh, uh, <laughs> I was doing other projects. But again, preparation, and yeah, part of the kingdom work. What we do, is important, and God brings it all together and makes out of
0: that, creates something that's beautiful. So, Here, Here's the deal. When we go on these trips, so much of the American or the Western world idea of mission trips is a project, mm-hmm. um, and so let's go do something. You know what I'm saying? Let's go build a couple of houses let's go uh you know build a fence let's go do now we're going to do projects right but um and and that's why we particularly say especially american christians it's easier to get people to give money to projects than it is to people Uh, for instance when we talk about funding the lawrences or sydney or our full-time ministries it's difficult but when we talk about building a house oh yeah we can raise that kind of money uh so what I love about what God's put inside of our partnership and our joining with Students International in that particular era, area is uh, the project that you're tending to when you go is, is way down the list as far as priorities. Mm-hmm. It's relationally connecting the kingdom of God with people who are not connected with the kingdom of God. And that's the emphasis ...in working and doing and those particular things. And so we want to move away from the idea of being project-prioritized... Uh, ...in when we do mission work, and we want to be people-prioritized. So we're going, and it, and we really have to tell our kids and people who go... ...listen, uh, you're going to have to let go of your American schedule this week... ...and you may not be on time, and that'll be okay... ...because you're going to be with people, and that's the priority. And uh, you may sit in someone's house, amen and uh, drink their coffee and uh, listen to them sing hymns, right? And uh, Tanya and, and, and Eddie and those guys will talk about that or, or those things in a little bit. But um, this is good. Tell us a little bit, though, about the particular project for this trip for the adults.
2: Well, on this trip, uh, we went uh, planning on building a uh, pouring concrete for a basketball court. And as I told them when, when we went... We Remember the word
0: flexibility.
2: We were, yeah. Yeah. Okay, flexibilidad in Spanish, and so be flexible. And uh, we got there, and that didn't necessarily work out. Uh, they were behind a little bit on some on some project things, but God took us in, and we we uh, worked on um, cleaning out a fence row. There was an old fence row with uh, a lot of barbed wire there and uh, some. Guys uh, spent some time with the director, and they went out there and cleaned that fence row out and got ready so that they can put a woven wire fence around. There was uh, Nick and I uh, did some other projects at the base, and we built a couple picnic tables. We uh, worked on uh, in the dorm rooms down in Santiago. Uh, we had a couple people that went out, like uh, Tom and Ray, went out and and worked on uh, the center and then they were joined by a couple other people later on at the end and uh, helped with that. So projects are important, but they're only important within the infrastructure to make a place and to help them support what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's not the focus of Students International is to build property, but you sometimes have to have property to be able to facilitate people and to be able to facilitate the vision, and so what we did on this trip was, were to be there, uh, we were in a, innovative in a little way, uh, Bo and Nick, they got, uh, I think it was through Carlene, I think Carlene was actually the the one that was the engineer, more the push behind this project, because the first morning she had uh, very frigid cold water, and so it wasn't, very long into the week that the idea of building a a solar heater for that shower, which happened by the end of of the week. And so uh, it was another one of those group projects that was engineered by, well, you know, that was pushed by somebody that uh, had a need.
0: (laughs) And it works great. And it works great. It works great. Yes. So uh, let's have a couple. Who wants to come up and share from that trip? Uh, Nick, you want to come share a minute? Yeah, come on. Bo, you want to come share? Not really, but he will. Bo is a man of many words, and so we might have to take the mic from him. Um, uh, Tom, is Tom Hagerman here? Tom, come on. Uh, Who else wants to share from the trip? Johnny, come on. Johnny, come on. So, yeah, I think that mic's on right there, Bo. Just share just about how God met you, what you feel like God shared with you, and that kind of thing
3: this was my second trip. I went on the first one as well, so it was pretty neat to see um, how things were going from the first time um, and the impact that made. Uh, this time, I don't know, just, just getting out in the community again. I, I didn't get a chance to do that as much the first time. This time I got out a little more. Got to go to uh, the hardware store, and uh, that's an experience. Uh, not, being able to, not being able to speak any Spanish at all. That, that, that's a huge Huge ordeal, have a whole next to us. If the wall wasn't there for that portion of it, we would have been out of luck on some of the things that we needed. So just that aspect of it was, I really really got to see how that affects, you know, the, the cultural portion of it. Um, I would encourage anybody that wants to go, please go. Um, you, you have no idea how much it affects. i like, be honest with you, I don't even want to be, I, I think about every day just going back. Um, that's just really had a calling this time, and God really touched me when it, when it came to that. And, uh, I, I probably believe. could be a
2: NASCAR driver, couldn't I?
3: Yeah, yeah, the driving's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did he get, we'll get to drive and? He didn't let me drive. He no. didn't,
0: great. <laughs>
3: I didn't get to drive, so. But yeah, definitely, if you, I definitely encourage anybody who wants to go, definitely go, that's for
0: sure. Good, good.
1: Yeah, wow, like, like the video says, what a crazy experience. Um, just seeing how the people live. and uh, One thing I learned about Students International, too, and I, I just wanted to say this, is um, they're not the typical mission, Christian mission group. They don't go down and just throw a bunch of money at a project and then leave. They actually build into the community to become part of the community, so they are, you know, they're they're just another family in the community. So, um, anytime you can support anything with students that are international, um, you know, put it on your heart to support them.
0: That's good, John.
4: Uh, I guess the thing that. I really enjoyed about the trip was just seeing the team working together and getting to know some of the people and seeing you know Bo as a plumber and being able to just thrive in the element and go innovate and you know him and Nick created the uh the hot water system and just seeing the people there you know at the base. Them working together, and uh, I enjoyed the relational aspect, and being able to slow down a little bit and get out of the, I guess, the rat race, you know, in America.
3: Mm.
4: And, yeah, it was a good time, and just being able to work and uh, to bless them. It's good. Amen
3: got to learn something about Lowell, oh. because there were people there that had worked for Lowell, and they had this really cute saying, God loves you, and Lowell has a plan for your life.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, and they said it out of love and respect, but uh, it was it was so good.
0: Amen. Good. So, uh, that's a little bit from the adult uh, trip that went down. Uh so good. I love the spiritual aspect of it every day too, the, the, the teaching to slow down and uh, on purpose every day, uh, get up and work through your devotions and spend some time with God, and I know in, the, in America, in the Western world especially, the biggest thing is I'm so busy, um, and um, you're going to hear some of the kids share a little bit from those particular moments too, so um, anything else, Lowell? It's good. We're planning another adult trip. trip. Yeah, go yep. on the next
2: trip. I've already got some people that uh, come back from the youth trip that want to put some project stuff together. Get with me. We'll yep. get together. We've we'll, we got to get some more trips on the books uh, for the near future. So you, you know so what this
0: means. If you don't have a passport, go get it, right? I mean, it's, it's inexpensive. It's, it's your ticket to the world, and so you're ready in a moment. And you need to do that now because yep. uh, the, the vision of Firm Foundation Ministry is not going to ever... Be all right, we're we'll pulling back from going. No, we're going to keep going, and uh, we're going to keep needing people to go and, and get involved in the kingdom. So, I encourage you if you don't have a passport, you need to get one. If you have trouble filling that out, uh, we see us, we'll, we'll help you yeah. with all those things. And so, good if you got life and breath, God can use you, amen. Yeah. Give them a hand, cool. right? Very good <laughs> now. Um, Eddie and Ann went along uh, this this week. Um, They're going to probably come up in a little bit and share. No, Eddie's like, no. Anyway, uh, but uh, it's it's so important. Eddie and Ann take time off from work. Uh, They actually use vacation time in order to go on this trip to spend with the kids to help us. And not only translation and stuff like that. What many of you people don't know, I know everybody sees Eddie as the goofy elder, the funny guy. Uh, But I want to continue to put before you the wisdom that God has placed in this couple. Uh, These these guys speak four languages. Uh, It's incredible. Uh, They play every instrument on stage. They lead us. uh, They're they're incredible ministers of the word of God. God's given us a great gift in these guys. And and they're such a blessing uh, in that sense. Uh, So today, as I invite the other leaders on stage, I'm not leaving them out in a sense that I want you to grab a hold of their, their push for this thing too... Uh, and, and at great cost of their own uh, to go. So, um, and we're going to, yeah, give them a hand, right? Yeah. And um, in June, we're going to go to Brazil uh, for a little over a week and a half and do some work in Brazil. And, and again, uh, I tell you what, uh, I've never been so uh, as impressed the first time I went with Eddie and Anne to Brazil uh, to get back to, to Brazil to their hometowns and to see the honor and respect that the people who know, have known them all their life, give to Eddie and Ann. It just blew my mind uh, about how honored they are in that area for their faith and uh, for uh, their righteousness and and the things there. Uh, And, you know, uh, I was translating one time in the DR, and I was preaching, Eddie was translating um, in the DR, and uh, it was great. Um, You have to watch Eddie, though. As Eddie is translating, yeah, Tanya found that out this week too, uh, as, as Eddie is, so I'm preaching away, and uh, Eddie is translating, and so we've got this rhythm going back and forth, and Eddie and Ann and I have kind of developed that, just being around each other when we're preaching and translating, there's a, there's a nice rhythm that goes back and forth, and uh, I noticed, uh, you know, Eddie gets, he translates a statement that I'm making, and everybody in the room laughs, and I, I realized at that moment, uh, what I said was not funny, and so Eddie has been saying whatever it is he wants to say the whole sermon. <laughs> anyway, that's Eddie. Uh, six people got saved at the end of that sermon, too. I don't know what sermon he preached, but whatever it was, uh, it made an impact. I know which one I preached. Uh, but uh, anyway, I want to show you a video from the, uh, from the youth trip here. And as they do that, I uh, have uh, Tim Lynette Uh, Ryan and Joe and Tanya, I want you to come up stage here and and sit in these chairs. So hit the lights and show this video here. Watch this. My wife, who is is there, um, uh, her and I prayed for years after God spoke to us about our calling uh, in inside of uh, the kingdom of God, in particular, uh, the wrestling between, the difference between uh, evangelism and pastor. Um, and for years, because of my preaching style, everyone always told me, oh, you're an evangelist, you're an evangelist, you're an evangelist. And so, uh, because we were saved under a gospel tent by uh, an evangelistic ministry, uh, we bought a tent. And uh, we, we for three years, we put up a tent and we did uh, evangelistic crusades and revivals and those. And people got saved. And uh, those things, that was, it was all awesome. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And, and again, God, I had to sell my tent in order to move to Michigan, which broke my heart. Of all the things I had to sell, uh, that one broke my heart the most. And uh, God has always told me that I'll get another one one day, and uh, I believe Him when the time is right. Uh, but uh, in those years, as much fun as we had and seeing people come to faith, uh, there was still something not complete inside of our life in the Lord. And uh, a gentleman came down from Ohio and spent a week with us, um, and it was it was great. Uh, in the, at the end of that week, what he said to us was, you're not evangelists at all, you're pastors, and we had never been so relieved in all our life, especially me, and then a prophetic word came after that uh, in 1996 that we would pastor an international church, and um, uh, I didn't know what that meant, obviously, uh, being young in the Lord and, uh, and, and church and the kingdom and those things, I thought that would mean moving to another country, uh, but I uh, I say that to say, you know, uh, we tell this story a lot. Some years ago, back during Advent, when Marissa King and and Renee did Advent, we discovered that there were over 14 nations represented in our church. 14 different nationalities. And uh, that was incredible. And at that moment, God brought that back to my mind. Uh, That prophetic word that was shared with us then. uh, That God had done it, and we hadn't even noticed it. Um, because we were having such a great time. In the process of that, though, we prayed about our heart posture towards ministry. And uh, we wanted it to be team-based. And my wife and I have always postured our heart to say, we just want to be a coach among coaches. Um, and, and we want to see friendships and relationships develop and empower people and watch the kingdom grow through the idea of a New Testament-type kind of way of leading Uh, church which is they ordained elders which is plural in the new New testament and the elders led the church Uh, for some of you new families you're going to hear at our lunch today how we see that work out and those things so encourage you to stay but in our process people always ask me tell me about firm foundation ministries and what's happened and those particular things and and uh, I never view this church as a large church right because I, I try to know everyone and I, I view a church as a large church as, well, there's people there I don't know. Um, but we have grown, and in that sense, we've continued to pray for faithful team members and people who have come alongside. And when we go to the U.K. or anywhere else and do work, well, David's open, David and Elaine have opened doors for us to, to do work inside of churches. In that area, Canada will be there in April doing some more work at Owen Sound with some church leadership. They always say, what do you think's the greatest thing? And I, and I, and I always say, it, you have to have team. You have to have a team that you walk with, that you live with, that you believe with. There are days you don't like each other, but you know you're not going anywhere. You have to have the table of relationship where you're confident in that. So when I look at the success in particular of youth ministry... Um, the reason I ask these people to come sit on stage with me today is because before you, what you see is people uh, who have committed their life together because of the call of the Lord. And uh, that's something that is an answered prayer of my wife and I. Amen? And when we see our youth team coming, we see our young people growing, it's because faithful people have committed to the call of that particular team and have just owned it. And I remember years ago when I first sat down with uh, Tim and Lynette, uh, uh, Doug and I had to have a meeting with a a guy who we had uh, tried to charge to lead the youth group. And uh, I remember having to sit down with him in that meeting and let him go because he didn't carry the same heartbeat as from Foundation Ministries. And uh, that was a difficult time. And and after that meeting was over with, um, Doug said, what are we going to do now? And I said, well... Uh, pray for me because I'm going to talk to Tim and Lynette Carpenter. And he said, okay. So I invited Tim and Lynette to lunch uh, to the Chinese buffet there in Sturgis. And we sat down and I remember I laid this heavy thing on them. Um, God said, we're not going to grow if we don't take care of kids. And I'm asking you to take care of kids. So the whole bank of the growth of Firm Foundation Ministries is on you. No pressure. Let me know if you can do it. And uh, they answered that call with grace and mercy. Um, so, what I want you to hear me say in this is that that, in turn, has inspired other people to step up. Uh, and along the lines, there have been great, great leaders involved. Uh, um, over the years, I, I'm excited, uh, the Munsons, the Sturgills, uh, all of the people who have invested in our kids, uh, the Hawkins. Um, and those things that have come alongside of this team and said, we'll help lead, we'll help lead, we'll help lead. Ryan's been here the whole time, um, and um, it's great. What I want you to know is that because of the people who sat on this stage and all those who've helped them, our, our youth ministry is not about our kids. Uh, it's, not, it's not just an add-on to the ministry of Firm Foundation Ministries. It's not an addition. It's not something else we need to do, Right? Uh, it's the emphasis of who we are. Do you understand that? It's the backbone of what we are doing because uh, we are discipling in such a way that our young people have a a personal encounter with God so that they can think about uh, what it looks like to be involved in the kingdom of God wherever God takes them, whether it's full-time ministry or secular work, it doesn't matter. So um, with that being said, um, that's the heart of these leaders. And I'd like for you to just hear from them for a few minutes. And so, Tim and a, you want to share a little bit uh, from that about those things, and then we'll get into Joe and Tanya in a minute, and Ryan. So, yeah, you're, the, you're our cleanup guy, right?
5: It's like a buildup to, like, set me up for failure. Like, you, I should start earlier on and finish, not finish.
6: You all right? Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> This is what we get to deal with all the time. Um, But that's okay. (laughs) These trips are, uh, I I say it every time, uh, it's just an incredible honor. It's an incredible honor to serve um, with a church like we have because of the support that we feel from from each of you guys. That's, it's incredible. It really is. Then to take the kids and go and see every time we, um, before we go, we think about it and we're like, you know. Do we have everything in place? Because there's a lot to get in place, and which my wife does all of. But anyways, um, and then we go, and it just seems like every single time, God just goes before us and and just prepares the way. And it's so incredible to see because you can do all the groundwork, if you will, um, but God's the one that's preparing the way. And to see the kids and the impact that it has on them, and to see the the kids that have gone through it in the past, and um, the lifelong impact that it makes is—I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's incredible.
7: The thing that stands out to me today is um, that in 2014, when we took our first group, we went to Nicaragua. Sydney was in that group, and yesterday she stopped by our house and gave us hugs and left for the mission field. And it's. It's awesome to watch what God has done through, these, um, through the years with our youth kids. And each year that we've taken a group, I've come back and said, no more groups that size. That is way too many. We're not going that big again. And then the next time that we go, we take more. <laughs> and then um, I think, so a couple of years ago when we went, we had a total of 28. And I said, I counted 28 so many times. We're not ever going to take that many again. That's a mistake. And this time we had a total of 31. So, um, but it's been, it did go really well with having so much help um, with the chaperones, they were phenomenal Um, and so we definitely appreciated all the support there. For me on this particular trip, there were a lot of highlights. Um, I was working in the healthcare site, which I know nothing about healthcare basically. And um, they had told me ahead of time to bring along um, like a stethoscope, I guess, is what you call it. (laughs) Anyway, um, I was with Danielle, and she's not here today, so I'm going to just share this for her. But on day one, it was totally unexpected, not something you get to do very often at all. You have to be at the right place at the right time with a patient who's about to have a baby. We got to witness a C-section, so that was pretty incredible. But my all-time favorite moment on that trip was when we were having a worship night. <clears throat> and it's just so powerful there. It's like Lowell started to explain about how you take yourself out of what's comfortable and where you're familiar and you just, you're somewhere where everything, you're totally dependent on other people and on God. I mean, every, in every way, your senses just come alive and, and you, you just know that things are different here. And whenever we bring our kids together for our team times, the way that they respond to the presence of the Lord and ministering to one another um, is always so powerful. But the one night we were having um, a special worship time, and it was totally unplanned by any of us leaders, but the kids had all, all of them from our group, had all huddled together. And when we went down, as much as we try to bring them together, there was a lot of... um, You know, friends over here, friends over here. And that's okay. You're going to have stronger friendships in different ways in different places. But as they were praying more and more, they kept pulling each group in until they were all one unified group. And they were huddled together on the floor, hugging each other and praying for each other. And I just went up and was just standing there, just praying over them. And I opened my eyes at one point and realized that all of us leaders had circled around them. And I just had the whole picture of us adults standing in the gap. You know, these kids aren't going to get it right 100% of the time, and neither are we. But I want so much for us as their youth leaders just to be there, to stand there, and to pray them through these teen years because they're difficult. And I do take offense when people say, ew, teenagers, why would you want to work with them? Don't say it to me. It's not always easy, but it's not always easy working with adults or children, right? People are people. And I love these kids, and I love their heart for the Lord, and the way that God stirs in their hearts, um, the privilege that we have of being there to see that. So that moment is what stood out to me, is just standing there, all of us as leaders praying over them, and I'm excited to see what God's going to do with them. My prayer for them is that in the way that I know the Lord, that they will know him the same way and more. And that the things that I've experienced, that they'll experience that and so much more. So, I love you guys. I'm so proud of each one of you.
8: Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: We won't we make Ryan bat, clean up. Go ahead. What, just share, share your heart for the youth group. And.
5: Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is nerves or if I got the onset of coronavirus coming on. I don't know. But <laughs> it just hit me, like, just a little bit ago. But... Um, a lot of what they shared is what I was on my heart that I wanted to share. Um, well, uh, I, I got to work with a special ed this week, this last week, and that was something I've wanted to do for years, and they never put me in it. But. So I got a lot of highlights from that because it was amazing working with those kiddos, those special needs kids, and God willing, I go back. I would love to do that exact same thing again. Um, but a big highlight for me that I'd like to share is what they both touch base on is, you know, just watching watching the kids serve and uh being able to see uh just God work on them in them um one thing that um i mean like the the worship time uh that was pretty powerful. I mean, why don't we see more of it here i I don't know if it's from being so far away from your home and and uh you know getting get getting this routine of you know making time for God and all that stuff, but it was just so powerful seeing these kids. I mean, you got to see it. I mean, it's, it's hard to describe the, how on fire these kids are. And it's happened, it's happened before, and I know it'll happen again, but that's what I look forward to for the uh, mission trips is we have our team time. We, we, we worship together, and these kids are praying over each other, prophesying over each other, over the leaders and stuff like that. And it was just, it's just pretty intense, and it's pretty, I mean, almost overpowering at times. And and so that that gives me like goosies when I think about that those moments. But um, yeah, it's just I, I I'm I'm I'm, drawing, I'm having a brain fart. Um, didn't write this down, but but yeah, it's just the impact that this makes on on these kids and us as well. I mean, we 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 get impacted every time we go as well. But for me, that's the highlight. These kids, we go down to serve, we go down to minister to. But in the end, we always wind up getting ministered to by the locals down there, by the staff, by, you know, each other. And it's just, it's pretty cool to see. And, and my, my encouragement is uh, if your kids, you know, when they come to the age, you know, to get the opportunity to go with us. I mean, if you're on the fence with it, just just do it. I mean, don't let money be an, op- uh, be an issue. And we, we saw that this year with one of our kids for sure. That was their, their reasoning was money. And we were able to help them. God, God provided uh, supporters and stuff pretty quick. And so, I mean, don't ever let the money thing be an issue. Um, it's just, it's totally worth it every dime to take these kids to, to just watch them, you know, work for God and to be ministered to and to, you know, to see the impact that it has on them. That's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: One way to to not let money be the issue is if your kids are now in middle school group, uh, you know that that trip is coming up. And as parents, you can begin to save now for it. Uh, and, And mentioning that, I think the perspective from Joe and Tanya is pretty neat because all of these kids who were on this particular trip are kids who came through their middle school group. And uh, now you may not realize it, but every week, and they're not made to do it. They just decided to do it. But the middle school group sits over here up front on the left. Amen. And uh, they're, they're engaged in, in the sermon. They're engaged in worship through sermon notes and, and everything else that's going on. And our high school group sits right over there on the front up there. And I can't tell you how big of encouragement that is for me, that our kids are up front. And, um, you know, when adults are in the back falling asleep, these guys are paying attention amen and I'm uh, I didn't call anybody out there maybe but um Joe and Tanya why don't you give us your perspective in the sense that you see in some of these kids long before anybody else does what God is doing in their heart and those type of things so uh, now you see some of it come to fruition on this particular trip yeah
9: um this trip was awesome For some of these kids, it's been three, four years uh, since we've been able to spend a lot of time with them, but we've got tons of memories. It was an awesome week just to uh, regroup and pray and watch them have a heart to serve and love people. Um, We love our middle schoolers. We get to keep them around when Lynette and Tim send them off. They go to college, but we still get to watch them grow for a few more years here, but um, they're amazing. Um, the investment doesn't start at middle school and high school. I mean, it's the nursery school. It's a Sunday school. Yes. So yes. don't wait. I mean, they are the foundation, and it starts long before this, and we just get to watch the fruit of it. So um, be proud of who they are. Amen.
0: Good. Yeah. Joe?
10: You don't really know the kids when you only hang out with them a couple hours a week every other week. The kids that I had didn't know what bedtime meant. Never had to deal with that before. I quickly realized on day one that Morgan Taylor is one of the funniest kids I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Never in a million years did I ever expect to to have the experience with those kids. I chose that room because I thought that they wouldn't be as wild as Johnny Carlos, and some of the others, <laughs> but I was so wrong. I, I, God, God has a huge sense of humor, but just to see the heart for these kids, and, and just to see their hearts towards, you know, even my, my own boys, to see the way that they loved on the kids in the community that we were in, it's just, it, it's crazy, and in this, the community that we were in and around, just to see the way that they loved back. Here we 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 are we have a poverty mindset as we got to have things we got to have things we got to have things we have everything we need but we still have that poverty mindset mm-hmm. but there they have nothing but they don't necessarily have a poverty mindset they're full of joy they're they're happy they're they're excited to see their friends I mean it's just crazy but. Yeah, the ministry, the ministry night, the worship with the kids, and just seeing our own kids ministering to each other and loving on each other, and it's just, man, there's just so much that that you miss out if you don't take the time to sit and watch, but I assure you that God is on the move here, God is on the move in the Dominican Republic, and it's just, God is just moving across this earth, across this nation, he's just, he's doing things and he's bringing people together.
0: It's good. Amen. My wife said you didn't share your highlight.
9: Oh, boy. I have lots of highlights. Uh, Team time, like they said, was the best. I spent the whole entire week with Johnny Carlos and Eddie. So I really can't wrap it up in Tanya needs
0: counseling now.
9: I do need counseling. Uh, We went to Mama Lele's house one day, and... um, she inspired me from the get-go. She's a 70-year-old woman who um, the joy of the Lord just spewed. We sang hymns. She had to give us massages. Eddie ate that up and Johnny. Um, but, you know, she, she said, I prayed for this big, beautiful home so I could bring people. And she just had a heart of hospitality. And, um, and she brought out a prayer book, and she said, when you have faith— Things will happen because God is faithful, and and um, she has people write prayers in this book. She she just was full of um, full of love, and I just want to share something else really fast. Um, Saturday I got sick, and it was excursion day. It was whitewater rafting. I'm a little bit of an adventurous person, so I woke up a little bumped. Um, but one of the leaders from the California team came to the um, came to the porch that morning, and he said. I just want to encourage you, just like Ruth, you were made for a time for this. You're here to pray. So all of us can think we have no purpose, no plans, we're not qualified, we something. But God has a plan. And if it's to pray, pray. If it's to move, start moving. Um, Whatever it is, just do it and know that there's a purpose and there's a plan. So that day as I watched them all go off on the big trucks and, you know, I thought this is what I'm supposed to do. And it was encouraging to watch them come back and tell their stories, and um, it was just awesome.
10: Amen. You guys heard that, right? If God calls you to move, you move.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
9: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean literally.
0: Whoa. Oh boy. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> so here's here's what we want to do, because I want you to hear from the kids here in a few minutes um so part of the part of the leader's task in this is like Lowell said we, we want the lord to speak specifically about what this encounter is about for the adult group it was about being flexible and in that they had plans that didn't come to pass but god had other plans so you know um many other plans of man right uh, but the lord has a plan so you have to be flexible um uh, so as always, you know, uh, Tim Lynette called and just said, hey, here's the scripture we feel like the Lord gave us for our trip. And uh, uh, I said, okay, what, what, what is it? And so Lynette said, it's Deuteronomy. And I was just like, what? I mean, you know, we usually trust, uh, you know, I, I was like, okay, that's Deuteronomy. All right. And then it's 19 and 20, and I'll read it to you. It says, I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you. And I'm like, this does not seem positive. Right? We're supposed to be encouraging. Uh, but then it says that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that you, that you both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he's your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob, to give to them. So they give me the scripture, and uh, just like Eddie and Ann are, are asked to, uh, you know, pray about our worship time and our encounter with the Lord in worship, and we want Eddie and Ann to very much lead that. Uh, Tim and Lynette in the group always ask me to kind of design something for us spiritually during our team time, like what is, God, what is the word and how we're going to work through that. So as I took that scripture, God gave me, we had two team times in particular that we're going to get to spend with just our kids and work through some things. In that, uh, I felt like God spoke to me and said, I want you to talk about what it means to live in the presence of God every day. Okay? And so uh, Lynette had come up with this idea that um, she was going to put the scripture on uh, a dog tag with each person's name on it. So your kids, they got that scripture for their trip, and their name was on that. And in that, I, it says, Choose Life on there. Um, so it was in particular, so I started working through that, that idea. And what I found is that God gave me three keys out of that scripture that he wanted to share with the kids while we were there. And those three keys were called the keys to the, your future in God. Um, and those three keys would be faith choice and obedience, which is what Deuteronomy choose. Right? Let your faith be obedient, right? And those particular things. And so I called them back and I said, hey guys, I want to order some blank keys and I want to be able to give each one of the kids a key for each one of those things. And so we're going to give the kids as we walk through this three keys. One key would represent faith, one key would represent choice, and the other key would represent Obedience, And they can put these three keys on that chain with their dog tag and remember that. And it seemed a little kind of, you know, facade and that kind of, you know, it's kind of a a neat little whatever. Maybe it wouldn't mean that much. So the last night of our team time, when I worked through those three keys, we put the keys in the center of the room on a table and we we gave the kids a choice. If you want to accept this challenge, um, as we begin to sing in worship, we want you to come forward and take three keys out of the box. And so we began to sing in worship, and one by one, the kids came. The kids came, and they, they each took their three keys. And after each of, of our kids had their three keys, and the leaders and everyone, and we even had three keys for Morgan and Ethan. Uh, we had included them in it. Um, so they were there, and they joined in. And. Um, at the end of, of, of everyone getting their keys and getting back in, we were worshiping. God gave Tanya a word. That was incredible. And uh, it was a little unique in the sense that, you know, sometimes you expect a word from certain people. Not that Ta- God can't give Tanya a word, but it's just not, it's not what, where I expected something might come from. And Tanya interrupted worship. And she says, guys, God has just spoken to me, and I want you to look at these keys. And so everyone held up their keys, and she said, I noticed that the keys are blank. For a key to open a door, it has to be cut for that specific door. Once it's cut for that door, it won't open another door. It'll only open that door. And God says to you tonight that he has given you blank keys because you're each individual. And your individual faith and your individual choices and your individual obedience... It's going to cut each key for the individual doors that God wants to open for you personally. It just rocked our world for a minute. Right? Well done. I mean, it just rocked our world for a minute. It is not something I had planned, but it was so powerful in that sense that not only was God speaking to us corporately, that he was calling our kids into authority, Amen? When you have keys, you have authority. And that he was going to open doors with, for them, but they were going to be so unique because of their, their faith, their choices, and their obedience. It was so good, right? And so we all just enjoyed that, and we worshipped God over it, and we celebrated it, and then prophetic words started happening, and the kids started ministering to each other about this and that, and, and everything that was taking place. And so we wrapped up that night, and uh, it was so good. And uh, I I walked away from there going, okay, God, you you honored my little foolish idea. Uh, Thank you uh, in that sense. So we get to banquet night uh, where each site leader gets to get up and share a little bit about their site and how the kids handled those things and, and all that. And it's a great celebration for the banquet night, good food and And uh, it's just a big celebration about what God had done that week and honoring people and listening to testimonies. And uh, they take us to a restaurant on the river. It's a beautiful, beautiful sight. Uh, It's unbelievable. Some of you have been there, uh, Nick and Carlene especially, and some when we first went. It's that same restaurant on the river there. It's such a beautiful place. And at the end of the night... Uh, what Students International does is let each team site leader pull the people away one last time to encourage them that were in their site all week and to give them a gift. Now, Students International did not know what God had spoken to us about our team time, but the gift that Students International had decided that each one of their site leaders would give each person that was in their site for the week was a key ring Now, I don't know I don't know about you but see when you start getting when you start listening you see God speaking Amen You see God speaking they had no idea that God had laid these keys on our heart and yet the gift the way God confirms it prophetically in the end is to say I have spoken to you Amen and I want to confirm that. It just blew us away because the I, Lisa and I were sitting in the back and all the other leaders were, I think Eddie and Anne were in the back with us too, but most of the leaders were up with the kids up front. And, and I've seen everybody's head just turn around quickly and look at us in the back. Like, can you believe that? Like, how does that happen? But that's what God does. That's what God does. He confirms his word to you. And the reason we wanted to do this this morning, instead of a sermon-type kind of idea, was to confirm to you what God is doing, amen, in our midst. And and that the idea of doing church in such a way that is not just about survival, but is about thriving, building the kingdom, and, you know, winning, right? Winning them, discipling them, and releasing them into the kingdom. God will always follow it with His amen. And so this key ring to me is more important than even the keys because it was God's amen. It was God's amen that he had spoken and that we were on the right track. Uh, I don't believe in quinky Dinks just because I've walked enough with the prophetic gift that God is always speaking. So I want to invite some of the kids on stage at this moment, all uh, I'll, I'll of them that want to come and share. Uh, come on up quickly. we got about ten minutes. And... Uh, um, we're going to let some of them share. Did, did I miss anything? Okay, so Tim's going to start. Um, here comes Johnny Carlos. Um, and um, we're going to let them share. Uh, we got about 10 minutes or so. Uh, remember, uh, we want you guys to just share your experience, not only how you encountered God, and then specifically what we've said to the kids is, Don't tell everybody that, man, in the Dominican, they have nothing and we have everything and they're so happy. That that is not what we wanted to encounter down there. Uh, There is a truth in that. Uh, But uh, I want you to hear from them for the next few minutes. So listen, please listen to the heart of of what God did in these young people's lives. Go, Tim.
6: I know that each kid was uh, deeply impacted. And Nick... Nick's mother's here. I'm glad you're here. I know Nick is sick this morning. He was so disappointed he couldn't be here. I don't know if he's watching now. I hope he is. He, uh, yeah, God's got a special plan for him, and I, I'm excited to see it. Nick said, my favorite moment from the DR trip would have to be the quiet time, because it was just a time where it was just me and God, and I never really did it before the trip at home. So I was just, so it was just a step up for me and something I look forward to every morning. So yeah, Nick Nick did really well.
5: Thank you. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to say before, before I forget, or any of us forget, but we whatever. Um, uh, thank you guys so very much for letting us take Don and Lisa. That was a huge blessing to us. I know the kids don't take it for granted. And so, yeah, we thank you for letting us have them for a couple more Sundays. And uh, um, hope, hope the preaching was mediocre at least. Uh, while we were gone because it was great while we were down there so so thank you guys so much it really does mean the world to us that you guys let us take them thanks
6: Okay.
11: okay so i guess going down there one thing i didn't really realize is how different it would be like i didn't really expect much like it was really busy I noticed that like a lot of people there are like very, I guess, energetic. It's like a lot more um, urban around here than it is down there. And then another thing that like really impacted me was the kids at my site. I was in special education. And so there were lots of kids with like different needs and disabilities there. And I guess I didn't really realize how easy it would be to make a relationship with those kids just within like a couple of days, and have them impact my life so much, and really change my point of view about all the people there, and about how they're so appreciative and so kind, and made me really appreciate my life here, and how we have it so good here, and we don't really think about like how other people are living there, but they still are just like as joyful as people are here.
0: So, um, what site were you in, Jada?
11: Special education. You were
0: special edu- yeah. So, you were with Ryan yeah. all week. Did he, did he behave himself?
11: Yeah, actually.
0: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So, Amy, you were in women's sports. So, ta- women's sports. You think, how can you use women's sports, right, to share the gospel and, and, and to share the love of Christ?
12: Uh, yes. Yeah, so we did, like, devotions for the girls each day, and then we had college group and so we had several girls come to this house and we just um talked to them and just like I don't know it was like support and community to um I don't know just help them out and yeah it was really cool.
0: But, Anything else stand out to you in particular? Uh,
12: my favorite part was the worship nights and the team time because we went down like mom said we were kind of like separated and then we go and we just like We just meshed so well, and it was so cool seeing everyone vulnerable, and, um, I don't know, they were just wrecked by God. We were just, like, asking God, do whatever you can do for us, God, because, I don't know, we just wanted all that he had for us, and it was really neat. We were, like, sitting on the ground crying out to him, and it was, I
0: don't know,
12: it's sobering.
0: (laughs) In particular, one night when everyone was praying, we noticed that, uh, some, of the, some of the groups had kind of just kind of sat down outside the groups, and Amy was having none of that. She was like, no, 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 you get in here. And I was just like, oh, boy, here we go. But uh, it was so good uh, just to watch them take. So, Cammie, um, talk, talk to me a little bit about physical therapy. Cammie was in physical therapy, and uh, I, I, um, the grand mistake that was made was uh, that the physical therapist showed Cammie how to use a TENS machine. Do you you know what a TENS machine is? It's a a little machine with a couple of electrodes that you put on a certain pad, and then you can turn electricity up to by a dial, right? And uh, we we had to remind Cammie that we we were on a mission trip to help people stop being so demented and shocking people. But she was finding great joy out of, um, (laughs) tell us a little bit about it.
12: Um, we use that thing. Probably everybody. Yeah, Tim. Used it on a lot of people here. But um, it was really cool <laughs> at physical therapy, um, watching all the people come in and, like, getting stronger and with their injuries. And they were all so happy. And they would have us, like, they would ask us to help them and have us talk in Spanish to them, which that was That was hard, but <laughs> it was fun. And... No, no, it was just in
0: particular your 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 uh one unique patient did you say someone had had a heart attack or stroke, yeah, okay, um, and you got to work with them yeah. in physical therapy <laughs> it,
12: it, it, this, this guy came in, he had a stroke, and um he couldn't move like one side of his body, so we had to help him and yeah was...
0: and, and in the sense you think, man, how exciting can physical therapy be in the sense that how are we going to share the gospel or the love of christ but it's actually being the hands of God and touching people in their greatest point of need at that moment uh and and it's not uh as exciting maybe as some others but uh you know in those moments you have to maximize that particular impact it it was it was really cool and uh, you know her face lit up and uh where's okay all right well all right, that's fine, um, but you two guys enjoyed this TENS machine way too much, and I think I made a mistake by telling them that you can buy those things at CVS or Walgreens, so um, uh, Cammy is not allowed to touch one of those things. Uh, we have video of her having too much fun shocking the leaders uh, that came by. Oh, come here, let me show you this thing, and my wife's hand was jumping off of those things, so all right, Brenda. Um, Uh, share with us, uh, Brenda's going to share with us a little bit here, um, about one particular thing.
13: Um, honestly, I keep telling people the whole trip was kind of like heaven, like, I felt like I was on a cloud, it was, the whole week was just so amazing, and I just felt so refreshed, and, um, so amazing the whole time, and I loved working in the women's social work again, um, just being there with them, and, um, I loved doing, like, lessons with them. Um, I was so grateful I got to do a lesson on um, the love of God with, like, some of the preteens because we were doing, like, a valentines theme thing. And so um, I talked about the love of God and just, like, seeing the girls there, like, from this broken village, um, so young, but you can just, like, see the hunger for God in them. For Yeah. And it was just so um, inspiring, and I was able to see... Um, people that I made relationships with two years ago and how they've grown and how they've changed and like what God's done in their lives. And it was just so inspiring the whole time. And just being there, like it, you just have like a shift in your focus and like getting new perspectives from um, God's creation and um, just getting out of the daily like stress of life and routine and seeing how, like, in the great scheme of things, those those things don't really matter. Like, in the great scheme of things, the kingdom of God matters, and love matters, and relationship matters. And so, just um, getting that and getting a new perspective was so refreshing.
0: Amen. It's good. It's good. Thad, tell us a little bit. Now, there's a long-winded preacher being birthed inside of Thad, (laughs) and I'm happy for it. But uh, today, we've asked you to be brief and just go... uh, So, if if someone said, hey, can I get a volunteer to pray, Thad was uh, jumping up. He was like, I'll pray. So, share with us just uh, something brief.
8: Um, Well, um, being brief, something that stuck out to me was um, how much we have up here um, and how little there is down there. Like, there's kids down there, they have, like, almost nothing. And then, kids up here, they're complaining, oh, my phone has been taken away for a week. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um the thing is, like me, I, I haven't been grateful for my stuff. Like I've like, Oh yeah, I got this I got this and that. Um but then I go and my parents they're telling me like, Oh Thad, you gotta be grateful for the things you have. You're really lucky. And Tim and Lynette they're talking to us about this stuff too. But to be honest, I've really just ignored them, but and oh <laughs> 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 um, yeah, going down there, it'll really open up your eyes, like, seeing, like, how really, how much you have. And, like, no matter if you, like, you're like, okay, like, I'm going to, I have to be grateful. Like, no matter how much you prepare for it, like, you're still going to be blown away no matter what.
0: Amen. Good. Thanks, Bob. Mr. Carlos? Uh, my favorite part of the, well, not
10: my favorite part. Messing up Tanya's hair. Um, no, um, I like my group, just seeing their, uh, the smile on their faces when we went and helped them do stuff. But my favorite part of the trip was sharing a room with Ryan. So let me tell you for a second. It was, Boy, geez, <laughs> it was dead silent in this room. And all of a sudden you hear Nick, he's not here right now, making fun of Ryan's laugh. And I was shining a light in Ryan's face when he was trying to sleep. So he jumped up and came over there and like, Cuddled me for a second. But he's very cute.
0: Kobe. Now, Kobe's, Kobe's got his Rolex on. Oh. Well, we're rocking these together today. right? All right, great. So, uh, share, Kobe, share with us quickly something God spoke to you or just something you experienced and remember. Um,
12: probably how much stuff I take for granted. Yeah. Like, just, like, the little things like a washer and dryer. Like, we had to wash our own clothes down there. And I I suck at that. Like, it was hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just all the little things that I took for granted, because when I came back up here to the States, it was like everything was just way easier. And so most of those kids have to do, like, everything you just take for granted, like washing dishes. We had to do down there, like, uh, washing our clothes and, like, getting our own laundry done and all that stuff. And it was just, like wow, like, I don't have to do any of that, Mm -hmm. because either my mom does it, or else, like, I have some sort of machine that does it for me, and so, I just realized how much stuff I take for granted, and that just really stuck out to me, so.
0: That's great. Kobe got to pitch in a game on Friday against some Dominicans, and struck out some Dominicans. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was pretty good. Kobe and I were into boys' sports all week long, and spent most of our days in batting cages, but that's that's fine. Uh, It was good, but... uh, it was it was a lot of fun uh, hanging out with him all week. Taylor?
12: So what I took out of that week was when you, like, take all the distractions you have, like, in your daily life, and you kind of put those to the side, it, it's crazy how much, like, God's presence just, like, overflows, like, in you and around and how much, how he, like, speaks to you and just how different it is. Like, we have all these things that we put before him that we should not Before, I guess, and like an example would be your phone. Like, if you look at your screen time, it's probably like very long, and a lot of that time you could be setting before to like pray and read and do stuff like that. So that's kind of what I took away from this.
8: Very good.
0: It's it's incredible the atmosphere of intimacy that develops in those moments when you're least distracted. Uh, Mr. Brooks.
8: Well, I was in education, and uh, every morning before. We would teach the kids stuff. Um, they would have prayer time. And uh, there was this one little girl, and her dad had, uh, he was in a coma. And it was just crazy to me that to see all the other kids praying for this little girl's dad. And it was just eye-opening. And it made me realize that we, can, we need to take time to pray and do our morning devotionals because God's working in us. Amen.
0: What, was it you that the two Haitian girls were fighting over? Yes.
8: Yeah. No, that was Clay. That was Clay. Oh, yeah.
0: Clay. Yeah. Clay, the two Haitian girls were fighting over. My Americano. That's what they yeah. kept saying. Yeah. No, my Americano. No, my Americano. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was Clay. All right. Morgan. Uh, now, what, uh, Ray, Rita, uh, Gabe and Rita's boy who you got to meet in the beginning, Morgan, obviously they have been in Kalamazoo. Uh, And and so Morgan got to go with us on this trip, and it's incredible. Morgan, share with us. Funny guy, right? Like, uh, we got to meet Elvis. But anyway, that's for another day. Go ahead, Morgan, share with us. Uh,
8: Something that stuck out to me was uh, I was in special education as well, and um, there was a student there named Alex. And uh, usually he'd just keep his head down, like he'd keep his hoodie up and just have his arms and his hands in his pockets. And then one of the days we took the kids to go to a nursing home and just sing praise and worship songs. And we started singing and he just, he came alive. Like he just started jumping up and down and clapping his hands and singing along. I've never seen like anything like that. Cause like me personally, sometimes I'll be scared to like raise my hand when we're singing a worship song. But then he just completely let go and it was really cool to see. That's really good.
0: Um, uh, we didn't let the Haitian girls steal Clay then, uh, so tell us, Clay, outside of that, the women fighting over you, uh, <laughs> tell us something. Oh,
12: okay. What I loved a lot about this trip was how close we became as a youth group, um, before this trip, it's kind of, like, split up into, like, friend groups, and that's kind of normal as high schoolers, but... When we came down on this trip, we got really close in worship, prayer time, talking to each other, you know, spending an entire week with each other instead of one day a week, you know. But that's one thing that I loved about this trip.
0: It's great, the unity that God gives you because of mission together. Amen. So good. Mark. Now, Mark's our chill guy, man. I don't know if you know Mark, but Mark walks in a room, and the room just drops a couple of temperatures because he's so chill. (laughs) Uh Uh, What?
12: (laughs) Uh, I was in the uh, education site. Um, I was with two, three, and four-year-olds with my dad and my brother. And so I thought I was going to be able to speak to them because I was taking Spanish at school, but their slang and everything about it was not even close. And what stood out to me was how much the kids loved on you when... They only knew you for like three days or not even because right when we got there,
0: they all huddled up and gave you a big hug, and that already could tell you from the beginning that they were going to love on you, and you didn't even have to know their names. Amen. That's good. This relationship building, touching lives that way through Jesus is so powerful. Uh, Corey was with us in uh, men's sports all week, so share share a minute.
8: Uh, It was really nice
6: to go to men's sports and hang out with the kids, but what really stood out to me was just in the morning to do your devotions, how it can set your day just to be a great day. It really gives you a good mindset and just like to see things a lot easier and better and more for God. That's yeah, about it.
0: Amen. That's good. It does set the day. Instead of rebuilding bridges at the end of the day, you're building bridges to walk on starting in the beginning of the day. Uh, especially your time with God. Lynette, you have a couple. I know some of the Schwartz girls are like, ah, just yeah. read hours, and it's fine. Um,
7: and Gracie, and then uh, the Stauffer girls aren't here okay. either. But they um, just shared with me individually. But the real part that stood out to me so much was relational, that they were very encouraged as far as relationships and getting to know one another better and um, also God encounters. I know for Kiana in particular, she had one day where um, she just – I don't know, she's kind of having a little bit of a rough day, but one of the kids that she'd been working with, I know as the week comes down to the close and you're starting to have to say goodbye, that it becomes more and more emotional, and one of the little kids came up to her and just gave her a big hug, and she said, God just met her there. She really needed that. And then one of the others had been dealing with a lot of anxiety, and that during our worship time, Joe came over and gave her a word, and something fell off of her, and she just felt different ever since then, so it was really powerful.
0: It's so good. Um... We wanted to take this morning to share with you as a body, this is not something that we do, it's separate. It's us together, and uh, we're on mission together, right? And we can do more together than we can as individuals. Um, These trips to me are incredibly inspiring in the sense that what we do uh, is we allow our young people to have an encounter with God in an incredible, tangible way. Uh, and these moments and experiences are something no one can talk them out of. And, and if, it, you know, there's, there's a secular world out there that's trying to talk Jesus out, out of your kids. Uh, there's a, that's trying to talk God away from them. And uh, we need to continue to expose uh, our young people to the kingdom of God in reality. And that means taking them with us. I mean, and not just lecturing them every week. Right, but saying put your hand to something God can use you in and watch it change their lives. And I just want to say this as your pastor. Parents, I love sports, but I'm telling you right now, if you're allowing sports to get in the way of the spiritual growth of your kids when they become adults, there's going to be a lot of trouble. And and the discipline, I'm a sports guy, the discipline that you think sports is going to give your kids is not going to help them overcome their marriage troubles or their practical day-to-day life that leads to faith that they need in Christ. And my encouragement is, let your kids play sports, but do not let sports dominate your kids' life. Okay, because they're not going to find God that way. God may use that as a platform one day, but they find God in a community of faith that says, come go with us and let's encounter God together. This is who we are, and this is what we're doing. And we wanted to share that with you in such a powerful, powerful way. I appreciate these kids. I appreciate all these leaders who have invested in it. Amen. So good. So, why don't you stand with us? Uh, Here's what we're going to do. Now, those who are staying for the new family's lunch, again, this side, you got to get your purses and stuff up. They're going to tear down chairs and set up tables. Please stay. We're going to have lunch, and we won't keep you super long. I know that there's a VBS meeting this afternoon, too, I think, right? And then youth group is tonight again, right? And so there's a lot going on today, so we're going to make sure that you get about your day. I wanted to share this. This is my heart to you as a church and say to you, thank you, amen, for investing in our kids and for taking the time to hear their heart and about what God has done in them. When you see them, tell them how proud of them that you are, and encourage uh, everyone to just keep pressing into what God is doing. We're on this mission together. Amen? So let's pray. Father, today, thank you for this time when we've had to share, and we could hear, Lord, the stories of the good hand of our God. So oftentimes, God, we just come to a project, we get it done, and we move on. And we don't take the time to celebrate the goodness of who you are and how we met you in that moment, how you met us in that moment. Today we do that. God, thank you for our young people. Thank you for our adult group, God. Thank you for our church that continues to say, yes, we will win them, we will disciple them, and we will send them. God, as we continue to commit to that, thank you for all the resources we need. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Turn around and tell someone you love them.